Hi, I'm Katie Britt, and I just wanted to remind you to go vote on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we're going to choose country, not cities. We're going to choose suburbs over the metropolis. When you go out, I want you to vote for God, not urban decay. And when you pick up that white ballot, I mean that ballot, I want you to check next to my name. Uh, I'm going to return Alabama to the glory days. You know me, Katie Britt. I'm pro-life, I'm pro-gun, and I'm pro-country. Not cities, not urban decays, not darkness. Wink, wink, if you get what I mean. Now, when you go vote Tuesday, just let everybody know Katie Britt is who to vote for if you're one of these people in a small town in Alabama. If you think Birmingham's dangerous, if you think Huntsville's dangerous, well, I tell you what, vote for me. I'm going to clean up them cities. We're going to wipe them off the map. Just let me know. Vote for me, Katie Britt, for U.S. Senate on Tuesday. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, this is Victoria. Um, that was quite an ad. That was quite an ad. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know what she put in that. I just heard it. And um, that was more than a wink, wink. Uh, Katie, um, yeah. You got to tone it down. You got to tone it down. <laughs> that was pretty uh, pretty abrasive uh, with the uh, with the message there. Uh, you might as well have been waving a Confederate flag in your cunt at everybody. Okay, it's uh, this is Victoria Vandenberg. This is the Biscuits Buttered Podcast. Uh, we're drunk on a Saturday night. We've got Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh, Pouring into my gullet, and I just love it. Uh, just had a Sonic ice cream, which I think was poisoned. Uh, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see if I get sick after that because I just had it, and you know I'm very paranoid with fast food nowadays. You know, because I pulled up, I ordered the ice cream, and then they immediately turned off the lights, and I was like, "Are they gonna bring me my?" ice cream <laughs> and they they actually did bring it to me five minutes later but then when I pulled around the building and I was leaving all three people in the Sonic were like staring at me and I'm like why are they all just staring out the window at me and I was like oh did they fuck with my food because that's the kind of shit you have to worry about nowadays because people just don't give a fuck anymore uh, it's supposed to be open till 11 o'clock, but they're shutting it down at like 9 o'clock. It's like, this is the America? This is not the America. For our overseas listeners, for the people in uh, countries with universal health care, um, this is not the way things used to work. America used to be used to be beautiful. used to be a very, very beautiful thing where fast food restaurants were open 24-7, bars were open 24-7, Walmarts were open 24-7, Targets 24-7, and you just had capitalism all day long, 365 days a year. Does that not get you rock hard? 
And um, now where you go to the stores, there's shit not on the shelves. There's, um, you know, you, you go to the McDonald's and the food tastes like it was cooked a week ago. Everything is shit here now. Everything is horrible in America now. This country is ruined. It is absolutely ruined by uh, the younger generation. I feel like the younger generation is really shitty. They're really shitty. And um, they're lazy. And I hate to, I sound like an old person now, but it's the truth. They're, they're shitty and they're lazy. And But I don't blame them because they're not getting paid. You know, if they were actually making decent wages, maybe I could blame them, I guess. But I guess I can't blame them because, you know, when I was a young man, guess how much I made an hour? Seven twenty-five. Guess what the minimum wage is now? Seven twenty-five. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a shitty situation. I, I hate it. You, you're gonna have, and you know, people be like, "Oh, here's the minimum wage. Prices go up." It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to have to pay more money. That way, people earn enough to live. It's just it's it's gonna it's just gonna have to happen. It's just gonna have to happen. It's, it's a bunch of bullshit. So now that I got that fucking uh, rant over, uh, it is political season. Uh, we started out with that ad, that horrible ad. I'm sorry about it. Uh, I apologize for it. Uh, and we're going to get into that later, but uh, I wanted to go over some things that we did. Uh, I need more beer. I need more beer. I need to get. I need to get drunker. I promised a drunk podcast one time, and I'm eventually going to get there. I hadn't drank enough to be drunk yet. All right. So, um, where I left you at the last podcast, uh, it was right before I went to Nashville. I was sick. So I wake up the next day and I drink a bunch of water and I'm like, oh, I feel good. I feel good. I'm over this. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. I'm better. And so, you know, I go, I get Burt's Chili and we're like, let's drive to Nashville and party. So we drive up to Nashville and, um, you know, obviously we go to McKay's Books. Every time I go there, I go to McKay's Books. We sell books to uh, McKay's to get money to buy other books. And, you know, I have a huge library. And this isn't even a joke. Um, if you come into my house, I know a lot of you probably think that I'm joking, but if you come into my house, I have a huge library. Thousands upon thousands of books. Leather bound. Uh, enough Ron Burgundy jokes. Okay, so we... I have a huge collection of books and I'm always selling books and buying books. And I go to all the thrift stores. Um, I'm always in thrift stores buying cheap books. And um, where am I going with this? I don't even know. We went to McKay's. Okay. And uh, this was like the worst. This was on Halloween day. This is the worst Halloween I've had in a long time. Um, it was good, but I just couldn't enjoy it. That kind of thing. First off, everybody must have celebrated Halloween on Saturday and Sunday. Well, Halloween was on Monday, not Saturday and Sunday. Why aren't you out on Monday? So anyway, we get to Nashville and everything's kind of like chill and nobody's really out. Nobody's having 
nobody's really doing anything. And we're just like, what the fuck? You know? So we go sell our books at McKay's. We get a little pocket change. I make a whole 10 bucks and, and credits for their store. <laughs> and I just save them. I'm like, I don't even need it. Well, anyway, uh, I think Bert gets a hundred dollars. Gets, I think he gets a hundred bucks, but I think he sold a guitar with that. So that's not really that great when you think about it. Cause he sold games and DVDs and all kinds of shit to him and got a hundred bucks. They used to be a lot more generous with their pay, but it just kind of went downhill. And uh, now they're more like uh, Second and Charles. You know, Second and Charles doesn't really give much for their books. And now McKay's, I guess, is getting like that. Uh, so I just wanted to talk a little shit about them. Um, let's see here. I uh, don't know whether to backtrack on this, but I, I won't backtrack. We went and bought, I've spent 20 goddamn dollars on uh, Powerball tickets. And guess what? I am not a billionaire right now. I, I did not win the Powerball. It was a complete waste of money. Uh, it's now up to, I think, $1.5 billion. Can you imagine having that much money? $1.5 billion. Um that would be fucking amazing. That would be fucking amazing. Well, anyway, when I went to get the, so we get we get to the truck stop because we, we wanted to buy the the uh, Powerball tickets. We get to the fucking truck stop, and I don't know what's wrong with me this day. And this is, I guess, I was still a little sick and a little loopy, and not realizing it. I just felt so much better that I was like, oh, I'm good. But I go in here and I'm like, oh, I got to get some money out of the ATM because they'll only take cash for. They'll only take cash for lotto tickets. So I get some cash out of the ATM. And then for some reason, I go to the change machine to get change for the 20s I just got. And so then I put a 20 in the change machine and I get $20 worth of quarters that I don't even need because the little machine where you buy the Powerball tickets doesn't even take quarters. So I have $20 in quarters that I don't even, I can't even use them. Can't even buy the Powerball tickets with them. This is how stupid I am. So then I go to the front and the lady's like, oh, you played that game and you won a bunch of quarters. Uh, no, because there's these little games. I don't know if you have these overseas because I'm just, I'm just going all in on my fan base being uh, a European uh, upper class uh, fan base. That, that's the way I picture. I picture people in England and Harrods with their earbuds in listening to this podcast. That's how I picture people. Um, what? What? It, I don't know what you do in Belgium. I, I know I got a lot. I'm big in Belgium. I'm fucking huge in Belgium. And I know y'all are listening right now. I don't know what the upper class does in Belgium. They probably have like really expensive bikes. Something like that. What 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 are rich people in Belgium? Email me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me and let me know how does the upper class in Belgium flex? I don't even know where I was at in that rant. Um, 
how did I get astray? Anyway, did this fucking thing, and there's this little machine where you can put in quarters, and there are all these quarters on the edge, and they freaking, like, if you put in enough quarters, it'll knock off the quarters off the edge, and you'll get a bunch of quarters. Well, this girl thought that I got those quarters from that machine, which I did not. I accidentally thought that I needed quarters, and I did not need quarters because it doesn't even take quarters. I had to use that $20 bill to get my Powerball tickets. Um, why am I telling you about this? I don't know. I just wanted to give you an example of how fucking stupid I am. <laughs> anyway, I ended up with $20 and $20 and, uh, lotto tickets that I did not end up winning the, um, lotto. Just, just keep you informed in the audience. I am not wealthy now. Uh, I'm still poor. Okay. So... Basically, this was one of those nights. This is Halloween. Halloween's a big deal for me. I fucking love Halloween. And we're all over the place. You know, we're at McKay's. We're at all these different places. And I have all this shit planned. I'm like, I'm going to go to haunted houses, man. After the fucking concert, we're going to go all over the place, man. It's going to be fucking amazing. And so we go down. We check into the hotel. The hotel's great. It was... um um. Sinesta Select had really huge rooms. I think it used to be a Spring Hill. Um, and I I highly suggest it. It's one by the airport. It's pretty good. Well, anyway, we decide. Oh, we're like, okay, we're checked in. We got everything settled. Let's go. And I tell I tell Bert, I tell Bert, I'm like, we don't need to eat Indian food because we always. When we go to Nashville, we always get Indian food. And I'm like, let's let's try something a little lighter, a little lighter on the stomach. Let's try maybe Mexican or something different. You know, there's an Irish pub. Well, I look up the Irish pub. The Irish pub is closed. Then I look up all these different restaurants. They're all closed because it's fucking Monday. And for some reason, everybody closes on Monday. So then... I'm just like, you know what? I'm feeling better. Fuck it. Let's just go get Indian, right? Let's just go get Indian. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? So we then go down to this little place called Bombay. I've been there before. And we have these very awkward uh, Indians there that are serving us. And uh, I will only eat at an Indian restaurant if I'm being served by an Indian, that is a rule that I have. Um, and so we get in there and there's one Indian. He's like, Mr. Cool, you know, got the tats, man. Fucking just, Hey, you need a fucking, uh, Oh, what was that beer called? Well, anyway, there's some, there's some Indian beer with a bird on it. I, I forget what the fucking name of it is. So you need to drink this beer, man fucking brings it out and I'm like this is this is okay it's not it's not that good I'd rather have a Hanukkah because I'm a Hanukkah man well anyway so the whole time we're having to listen to this fucking arrogant guy and the other because you know that that's one thing that anytime you go to a restaurant now I'm, I'm a fan of dining out I'm a fan of dining out but there's always someone that comes in and ruins it with a really arrogant conversation. This guy was swinging his dick all over the room. Just swinging his dick and balls all over the room. 
fucking Tom, fucking, I'm head dean professor of blah, blah, blah college. And I'm a fucking surgeon on the fucking blah, blah, blah floor of this place. Just swinging his dick everywhere in our fucking faces. Fuck this guy. So we have to spend about 20 minutes hearing about how successful this fucking asshole is. And um, he just keeps on going. Oh, oh, oh. Well, well, you know, I got to do this and this and this for the school. But then, but then also, you know, I just had to, you know, fucking separate conjoined twins, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I had to be a professor all at the same time as separating these conjoined twins. Oh. It's like, oh, God, fucking give me a goddamn break. It's like you pulled up here in a Toyota Corolla. You can't be that successful. Fucker. So I have to hear that for 20 minutes. And then I have to deal with a super cool Indian guy with his tattoos coming up. You need to try this beer, man. I think the name of this place was Bombay Indian. And so they bring out, they finally bring out our food. And, you know, I order garlic naan. It doesn't have garlic on it. But they do have all the, you know, the good dipping sauces and everything. And uh, the, it's a good place. This is a good restaurant. This is a good restaurant. But I showed up sick to Nashville. And Bert showed up sick. Because Bert had been telling me all day, oh, I got a headache, and all this stuff's going on. You know, and I'm like, okay, well. All right. And he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, we just kind of ignore that we're sick because it's Halloween. We're trying to have a good time, right? So we go in here. We get the general so's chicken. And it's... It is perfect. The This general so's chicken... It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. They bring it out. It's crispy. It's crunchy. It crunches in your mouth. It's mouth-watering goodness. Now, I did order it hot, and it wasn't hot. It, to me, it wasn't hot. If it doesn't make my nose run, it's not hot. But it was damn good. It was damn good. And I'm like, this is fucking good. And so I decide I'm going to keep ordering beers and I'm going to keep nogging back as much of this General So's chicken as I fucking can. Because I'm like, this, this is what I come here for. Good Indian food. And then, skip to two hours later. I feel like I have concrete in my stomach. I'm dying. And Bert's dying. We're, we're just, we, we, we don't know what to do. I mean, we're hurting. We are physically hurting. Our stomach is hurting. And I can't go to the bathroom. I can't shit. But my stomach, it feels like, you know, an alien when that thing comes out of the fucking stomach. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was about to have something burst through my stomach. That's how much pain I was in. And uh, I had to deal with that all throughout uh, Pussifer, which Pussifer was amazing, by the way. Uh, they have great, by the way, we got to talk about merch. I'm a big fan of merch. 
all kinds of cool merch, cool posters, things you can buy, signed autograph shit that you can buy and put on your walls. Um, fucking loved the merch table. They really up their game on the merch. I always respect someone who has good merch and they have good merch. The fucking concert. We get there. The ushers are like, hey, fuck you. You're not going to use your phone at all during this concert. You're not going to fucking take any videos at all. Or I'm going to, this old lady literally looked me in the face dead in the eye and said, if you pull out your phone during this concert, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to hold you there. And Maynard James Keenan is going to come down and spit in your face and tell you that he's never loved you. And he's going to walk off and turn his back on you. That's what they told me would happen when I got to this concert. And I said, okay, okay, I won't, I won't take any pictures. I won't take any pictures. And I didn't. Well, anyway, great fucking show. They had a bunch of really cool, like they had all this scaffolding and weird shit set up and just, they had, well, first off, I should probably talk about the uh, opening, the opening act was something called nightclub. And uh, it, Sounded like something you would hear in a goth nightclub. It was like Britney Spears, only goth. Because this bitch is bouncing around on the stage like, Oh my God, Britney's back, only I'm goth. And she's like bouncing around and like, it's like this repetitive lyrics. It's fucking horrible. This band is horrible. If you look them up, nightclub. The band's called nightclub and they're fucking horrible. Look them up. Um, and it's a lot of, uh, just repetitive lyrics and it's like, what sounds dark? We're going to write a song about it and just repeat it. And it's going to sound like a Britney Spears song only with darker lyrics <laughs> and the girls just bouncing around on stage basically doing Britney Spears dances, my Britney Spears albums. <laughs> that that's really how it came off. And it, it was horrible. The, the opening act was ho- fucking Garbage. I mean, I was laughing my ass off through the whole act because it was that funny. If you go see them, go see them ironically. Go see them ironically. This um, uh, this fucking shitty band. This um, what am I'm having a brain fart now? Well, anyway, go see them. I know I said their name uh, something club, not club, not club. I think that's what the name of the band was. You know how you watch The Room and The Room, like The Room, if you ever seen the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau, it's so bad that it's entertaining. That's kind of how Nightclub is as a band. (laughs) That you will laugh your ass off. Go see them ironically. Okay, so get to Pussifer. Fucking people are dressed up. People are dressed up in all kinds of costumes. People are just like out in the aisles, shit-faced on different various drugs and chemicals. And they're out dancing. And, um, you know, one guy was out dancing in the aisle and the usher would come down there and like fucking tackle him like ever. But they never would get rid of him. They'd just come down, tackle him and, 
and kind of punch him in the face a little bit. And then he would calm down for five minutes and then start running around dancing again. And, you know, he came back to us and he seen that Bert was wearing a cradle of filth shirt and went crazy about, Oh yeah, I was fucking there at the cradle of filth concert. Oh man, it's fucking awesome. And then he started like erotically dancing to Pussifer. Um, and then there was another guy that was shit faced drunk, kept climbing over the seats and the, the ushers were having to, I mean, this was a wild audience as far as concerts go. You know, I've been, to a lot of different concerts at Ryman. And this was probably the rowdiest audience. I've seen Tori Amos. I've seen 311. You know, their audiences are chill. I've seen um, um, Neil Young. I've seen Pixies. I mean, I've seen so many great fucking bands at this at Ryman Auditorium uh, in Nashville. And the, the, the fans for this were just wild. And it was really great, you know, fucking... Uh, Maynard came out there and put on, you know, one of the weird, definitely one of the weirdest shows I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, he had all these like um, prepared videos about spam, S P A M, spam, for my overseas listeners. That is something that I think was invented by our military. It's kind of like meat, only it's like an amalgamation of different meats, and uh, it's really delicious if you fry it up. Put some barbecue sauce on that shit. Well, anyway, he had videos about spam and all this different stuff, and he would play songs. And in between the songs, he would have all these weird men in black and people come out and aliens. And it was just a really weird, unique stage show. And I, I'll definitely go see it again if he comes back through. Uh, he did do remixes of all his songs, like Mama Said, and uh, all these great songs. And, uh, I uh, would rather him have just played them the way I've always heard them. But, you know, some people like, you know, the remixes. But I'm, I, I wasn't as big uh, on the remixes as everybody else. But um, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, it was a great show. Um, trying to think if I explained everything on the show. Yeah. So the longer the show goes, the, the more my stomach starts hurting and I get so uncomfortable and painful. I keep going to the bathroom, but nothing's coming out the other side. And, and as, as you know, from the other podcast, I had had diarrhea all weekend, but now all of a sudden I'm constipated. So that all that nastiness is trapped inside my stomach so, uh, you know, we get to the end of the show and, you know, of course, Bert is just like, we gotta go party. We gotta go some fucking honky tonks, man. So we, we get out, we get out on Broadway and we walk around Broadway and some random, uh, if you've ever seen me, I'm, I'm gender fluid, by the way, in case you didn't know, uh, I'm a very handsome man at times, but I'm also a very beautiful woman. And um, I was out on the street and some gay guy just is all over me, just run, runs up to me and, um, you know, is just grabbing at me and just, you know, wanting the day pretty much. And because uh, apparently if you've got a couple of beers in you, I transform from a morbidly obese ginger into a very handsome man so uh 
So yeah, I had a lot of drunk people uh, clawing at me on Broadway and I'm like, no man, I can't, I can't because I'm fucking in pain right now. Normally, normally I would take this person back and I'd give them the full force of the four inches, but I was hurting pretty bad (laughs) in my stomach and I'm sitting here like, oh God, I wish, I wish Bert would just give up on all this and just fucking go back to the fucking hotel because I can't handle it. I can't handle it. So we're walking around Broadway and, you know, I beat this fucking asshole off with a stick and we go on and finally uh, we make it um, uh, back to the hotel. And I'm just, I'm so goddamn miserable when we get back to the hotel. I sit on the toilet for like an hour. Nothing comes out. So I'm just like, maybe if I go to sleep, the pain will go away. <laughs> if I go to sleep, the pain will go away. So we go back and we, uh, and I just, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm getting the bed. And the beds were very comfy at the Sinesta Select. So I pass out. I wake up in the morning. I'm finally able to take a shit. Bert's up all night because he's starting to feel it now. Because now, like, Bert wakes up in the middle of the night and is like up all night on his phone and I'm like finally just shitting my pants and oh this motherfucker's interrupting me somebody's yelling at me so I'm gonna have to pause it real quick and go do this okay I'm back and so this you know he starts feeling horrible I feel horrible I'm finally able to take a shit my stomach starts feeling better but we our checkout was at 12 that afternoon and we just decided like we're gonna we're just gonna lay in bed until um until it's 12 because there's nothing we can do i mean it's that it's that rough on our stomach that we just we're just like fuck we can't and this whole time we had planned you know i'd planned this huge goddamn trip and i'm like oh man i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna fucking Go do all this cool shit. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna fucking go, and we're gonna go to Pancake Pantry or go, you know, go someplace and get like a huge fucking breakfast, and we're just gonna be fucking amazing, right? And we can't do none of this because we're just miserable. And so we we finally we check out at twelve. We go to the TA truck stop. Uh, I think maybe it's in Franklin. It's somewhere. At, South of Nashville. So we get to the TA truck stop and, and Burt's chili starts puking his fucking brains out in the parking lot. And Burt's chili's mom is like obsessed with like lotto tickets. So he's got to get her more lotto tickets because they didn't win it the other night. So he's got to get more lotto tickets for her. So he goes in there shit faced, sick, like, and they think he's a fucking crackhead and he looks like a crackhead at the moment in the moment he looked like a crackhead need some motherfucking lotto tickets and the lady's like okay okay if if we give you the lotto tickets will you leave he's like yeah just give me the fucking lotto tickets Uh, that's all I need man that's all I fucking need and um, 
that's basically how our trip ended. We we normally like to go to Frugal McDougal's, a huge liquor store and beer store in Nashville because it's really fucking cool. And we usually like to go to Miranda's and look at their you know selection of adult toys and uh, just rando shit, porn, stuff like that. Um, I wanted to get some hot chicken while we were there, but didn't get to do that. There's so much shit we didn't get to do. Um, I noticed on the way up that the Tennessean, the Tennessean is a famous truck stop that people stop at on the way to Nashville. And if for some reason it's closed down, I heard there was a fire, but how long is it going to take for the T- Tennessean to open back up? I think it's on exit 20 or 22. Somebody needs to look into that. And the brief pauses are me chugging Papsley Ribbon. All right, so that's pretty much the Nashville trip. It, it ended in fucking disaster. It was it was a goddamn disaster. Um, we're gonna check. Let's see here. We're gonna, we're gonna check some stuff right now. Okay, so there's no no one has emailed me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. I'm very mad at y'all. For not emailing me. Uh, We are getting a Twitter and a Facebook. Uh, It's currently locked. I swear to God tomorrow I'm going to run by. And I'm going to get that fixed. I'm going to get that unlocked. So be looking for us at BiscButtPod on Twitter. B-I-S-C-B-U-T-T-P-O-D on Twitter. And then look for Biscuits Buttered on Facebook. They're currently locked. I'm going to get that unlocked. I swear to God, before the end of the weekend. And then we're on Podvine as well. Hit me up on Podvine. And uh, remember, I've got my email that you can always email me at. at Biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. We're going to look, as every podcast I do, I love to look at the RSS page. And we're just going to get on here and look and see who I was listening. Uh, we have lots of listeners in Alabama. Uh, we have, uh, again, Brussels, Belgium. We just have a lot of people in Belgium that are listening and Ashburn and Boardman. Uh, we have lots of listeners in India. Uh, we have a lot of listeners in Ithaca, New York. They're probably, you know, look. I've got bad opinions of the Northeast, okay? Let's talk about the Northeast. Um, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and I used to go up there every week. And you, if you're a white Appalachian man, you know what the equivalent of the N-word is for a white Appalachian man? Calling him Bubba. Okay, if you're calling a white guy from the South Bubba and you're from the Northeast, you're basically saying the N-word. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. It's the equivalent. So do not call. This is just a, I'm, I'm just talking to you up in the Northeast, people. Uh, do not call a Southern man Bubba. It's offensive, and I will not stand by and allow you to call me Bubba. You're going you're gonna to catch these hands is what's going to happen. You're going to catch these hands because I know what you're doing. You're not slick. 
You're not slick. I know what you're fucking doing. You're having a joke at my expense, and you're going to catch the hands. All right? There's a story behind this. I used to deliver a lot in the Northeast, and uh, I would have people who would try to slip that into conversation. (laughs) They would, you know, be on the phone with me, or I'd come up, and they would call me Bubba, and I'd be like, excuse me? That's not my fucking name. Do I look like I just walked out of a trailer without no shoes or socks on? No, motherfucker. And, I, you know, I even I even told the guy, I'm like, did you go to college? No, you didn't, did you? I went to fucking college. You know why I'm a truck driver? Because I make more money. And you're sitting here managing a fucking uh, bookstore in the middle of New Hampshire. And maybe you should think before you say offensive words like Bubba. All right? Because he, he thought he was better than me. He really thought he was better than me. I'm like, you are literally managing a bookstore in bumfucked Egypt, New Hampshire. Look, and I might be a truck driver, all right? I might be a big fat fuck driving a truck, but I probably made four times as much as him managing that fucking bookstore. So fuck him, uh, you know. He's a fucking asshole. And people were assholes. And this is what makes truck drivers assholes. Is people look down on you. People fuck with you. And over the years I've developed uh, a certain way of conducting myself as a truck driver. (laughs) Where I just don't put up with people's shit. Because trust me, people try to get away with a lot of shit. But back to the RSS page. So we have people in Ithaca, which I'm sure is a, I'm sure it's a nice place. When people think upstate New York, people think nice. Um, no, I've never, I don't, I think I've driven through there, but I don't know anything about it. Um, but um, I do want to go to Buffalo. I, I don't know why I want to go to Buffalo, New York. I don't know anything about it. Maybe Ithaca's nice. I don't know. San Francisco. All I ever hear about... I Everybody talks about San Francisco now like it's this fucking hellscape where homeless people are killing every day. And of course, Nancy Pelosi's husband did just get attacked with a hammer in San Francisco. But we have listeners in San Francisco. And uh, I highly suggest killing the rich. So get your hammers, get your guns, and go kill some rich people in San Francisco and return it to its previous glory. All right, so uh, there's Shelton. I don't know where Shelton is. Somebody's listening in from Shelton, DeWitt, Iowa City, Beachwood, Pergamenville, Mountain View, Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa, California. I assume that's Santa Rosa, California. Is that right? Am I saying that? All right. So y'all are really, I'm picking up a pretty, pretty thick, pretty hefty following here. Um, I think we're overtaking Joe Rogan now. Uh, Greeley, Aberdeen, Medicine Hat, Decatur. That looks like pretty much everything, but I, I'm very happy about it because we have people all over the world. Uh, Communist China listens. I love Z. I hope he gets a new term. Uh, I hope he's their dictator forever. I want to send out hearts to Z and the Communist uh, Republic of China or whatever it's called. I love them. I love them. Um, 
Norway listens, New Zealand, Zambia, Georgia, St. Louis. Somebody listened in St. Louis the other day. Clayton, Badass, Cyprus. Not the country, but uh, somewhere in the United States called uh, Cyprus. And then uh, Portsmouth. So I want to thank everybody who listens. And remember, we we have social media now. You can hit me on Podvine. You can hit me on... um, uh, Twitter, Facebook, you can always uh, hit us up on our email, biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. Um, let's see here. What else did we want to talk about? Um, I did want to give a shout out to my, the other day, I hadn't checked it in a while. But I do want to give a shout out, but let me remember. I got his name down here somewhere. Uh, Klaus. Klaus Foppen. Is that how you say your name? Klaus Foppen. Okay, this is my only follower on Podvine. And I'm forever grateful to Klaus Foppen. I think he he looks like a kind of a big deal tech guy. He looks like he's a guy that can get shit done. So I want to thank my number one fan who endorses everything I say. I want to say this right now. Klaus Floppen, Klaus Foppen endorses every single thing I say. He completely agrees with me 100%. He's a huge fan of the show. And he runs, I think he runs uh, Podvine. So uh, it's kind of he's kind of a big deal. And I want to thank him for being a fan. Um. Let's see. There's something else I was going to... Oh, I've seen lots of good movies. I'm going to have to adjust this chair because it's hurting my back. All right, let's see here. All right, so uh, before I came home last night, I decided to go see a movie. Uh, And it was like an 11 o'clock movie. So this is pretty late for me because I'm apparently an old woman now. So it's called The Banshees of uh, Inverserian. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm telling you this right. Let me make sure I'm telling you this right because I'm not good at pronouncing things. I'm not very good at pronouncing things. Okay. Uh, The Banshees of Inisherin. The Banshees of Inisherin. This is a fucking great movie. And I, I want you, everyone listening, I want you to go out and see The Banshees of Inversion. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with that. Well, anyway, it's got Brendan Gleeson. It's got Colin Farrell. It's got all these great actors, these great Irish actors. And it's set on an island, Ireland. And everything's lush and green and the fucking seas in the background and... There's fucking donkeys and everything else. It's it's a great... First off, the setting, just the setting itself is what made me go see this movie. And it was by the people who made In Bruges a long time ago, which also serves the same people. So, basically, Brennan Gleeson is like, hey, Colin Farrell, I want you to leave me alone. I don't want you to be my friend anymore. I want you to stop talking to me. And Colin Farrell's like, but you're my friend. 
you're my friend. I can do an Irish accent. He's like, oh, leave me alone. I want to just be left alone with my music. I've got 10, 15 years tops. I'm an old man, and I just want to sit back and write some songs before I die and dedicate myself to music, and you're boring. You're just a boring person. And I can't, I can't sit here and dedicate myself to my music because you're just, you're, you're dull. You're dull, Colin Farrell. And Colin Farrell's like, oh, no, be my friend. I don't have nothing to do without you. And so basically it escalates and escalates and escalates and escalates to the point where Brennan Gleason's cutting off his fingers and throwing them at fucking uh, Colin Farrell. And Colin Farrell, it, he, he tells Colin Farrell, he's like, I'm going to cut off my fucking fingers if you keep talking to me. And Colin Farrell's like, but why? And he's like, I'm going to cut it off. He cuts it off. He throws it at him. Well, anyway, an animal ends up choking on one of the fingers. And Colin Farrell gets really mad about it and seeks revenge. And it just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating. Well, at the end of the movie, you're like, you know, you expect some type of resolution. And I, this is spoilers. I should have said spoilers first, but just know that I'm, I'm not good at prepping people for stuff. <laughs> well, anyway, it just keeps escalating and escalating. It ends up just a total tragedy. And uh, where this one guy who wanted to dedicate his last years to music ends up losing his ability to even play music. And a friendship is completely destroyed in the process. Uh, so it's a very tragic movie in a beautiful setting with uh, brilliant actors and I really highly suggest going and seeing that. Um, I'm being informed. We have a team here. We have a team here at my podcast. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but we have um, a huge team of people. There's at least 20 people in the room right now. And I'm being informed that Aaron Carter, Aaron Carter just died. Aaron Carter um, it, if you haven't heard, this is, um, the brother of, um, the other Carter that was, the, <laughs> uh, what was the other Carter's name? Well, anyway, there was another Carter and he was in either NSYNC or one of those boy bands, um, Fuck, what was his name? Well, anyway, this is the younger brother of the Carter that was in an actual big-time boy band. Well, anyway, this guy, you know, over the years, I, and I've seen this coming. I've seen this coming. This guy was doing celebrity boxing matches, and he was obviously drugged out. I think I'm going to have to pause it right here because I hear stuff in the background. Hold on just a minute. I'll be right back. Okay, so where was I? I was talking about Aaron Carter. This chair up closer. All right, so uh, Aaron Carter, you know, uh, he has done celebrity boxing. He's, uh, you know, obviously drugged out. Uh, I've been seeing this coming for a long time. You know, it's kind of like you see people going down a certain path. 
you see what they're doing and you're like, this, this is not going to end good. It's not going to end good. And so today they announced that he passed away. I'm assuming it probably it's always something fentanyl related, I guess, nowadays. I don't know, but uh, it's sad. Uh, if you want to see nude pictures of him, go online. There's lots of nude pictures of him. Um, don't know why I'm telling you that. I just, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I'm a fan of celebrity nudes. So just get online. I just like seeing people naked. I don't know why. Even though I'm against nudity myself. I'm a never nude, just like on Arrested Development. I never get naked myself, but because I have a horrible looking body. But I do like seeing celebrities nude, so look those up. Well, he's dead now, and uh, should we have a moment of silence? Well, we, we can't have silence on the show, so we're going to have to move on. Um. But that is sad. That is, that is sad. I hate to see people go early. You know, I live in a small town, and there's what I a lot of what I like to call small town disease, where you see a lot of people dying in their twenties, thirties, and forties. Even like people who, in the town that I live in, even people who are like supposedly successful judges and lawyers and stuff. They all succumb to the small town disease. E- either they're hard drinking and they go into liver failure or they're doing meth or heroin or whatnot. They just all succumb to it because it's just a shitty little town where there's nothing to do but get fucked up. And seeing a lot of people die. A lot of people I went to high school with. A lot of people drop like flies. It's a fucking terrible thing. I'm going to polish off this Paps Blue Ribbon, and we're going to try this. We're going to drink some of this Yazoo Hoppery Hazy IPA. We're going to try it. So let me chug this. Y'all are going to hear some dead time on here, and I'm going to chug this. Because I'm drunk, and I want to be drunker. Maybe I should do the, this podcast drunk every week. It's uh, daylight savings tonight. It's eleven thirty right now. I'm uh, hoping to stay up and get some clothes washed. And I've been cleaning all fucking day. It's one of these days where I'm just trying to catch up on all like the normal human stuff that I should be doing anyway, but I never do. <laughs> so that that's what I've been doing all day. Okay, so I just watched the new uh, Weird Al Yankovic movie. Uh, It's a masterpiece. It's, you ever see that meme of uh, what's-his-face that played uh, the guy at Ren Apple? And he's like, perfection. You know, that's perfection. It's like, no, no, show me that. Perfection. That is what this movie is. It is perfection. Go see the Weird Al Yankovic movie. It's maybe the greatest film I've seen in years. And the reason I like it is it's kind of, it's just silly, goofy, corny, light, fun. 
who gives a fuck about the truth, let's just have fun type of movie. And that's what I like about it. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Weird Al ever since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with the Eat It video. Um, and, you know, Weird Al Yankovic inspired me to become a morbidly obese person. I seen that video for Eat It, and I said, I want to be fat like that. I want to be a fat fuck like that. So Weird Al, you are responsible for obesity all across America. That's why all of the children are fat nowadays. They seen that video and they said, I want to be a fat fuck too. And that's what happened. But go see the movie. It's fucking great. Um, It's just a romp. It's a romp. That's how I would describe it. It's a romp. All right, so... Uh, I didn't watch much of it, but there is a another show that I want to finish. I think it was by Vice called Tell of the Territories. And it's old wrestling stories. And you need to watch them. Because basically a long time ago, before the WWE got big, when it was WWF, before it got really big, there was regional wrestling. You know, because there wasn't no huge organization in wrestling. So there was like, you know, Boston wrestling. There was, you know, wrestling out west. There was all this. But the main enchilada, the big deal, big dick energy wrestling came out of Memphis. Came out of Memphis, Tennessee. That's where all the hanging cock came from. And none other than Jerry the King Lawler. And I actually have a photo of me and Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, hanging up on my wall because uh, he might be the greatest American to ever live. And um, he came to Muscle Shoals a long, long time ago. And I seen him in a wrestling match, a wrestling match in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And it was an honor to meet him. And um, basically this show is called Tale of the Territories by Vice. And they have all these, uh, you know, Jimmy, blah, 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 and, you know, all these people from back in the day wrestling. Uh, I'm drunk now. I'm I'm feeling the buzz now. So, uh, having a little trouble. Well, anyway, so the these motherfuckers just sit around telling old stories, and it details all these old matches and crazy shit that happens and, and Memphis, Tennessee wrestling and... It's a fucking great, great show. I don't know how many episodes there are. I think it said, because I was watching a pirated version of it. I think there was like five or six episodes on there. And I just loved it. I just loved it because there's so much richness in our history here in the South. Um, And wrestling is part of it. And I love to hear the tales and the stories and all the fucked up shit that happened in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, just great stories. And you know, the I've been cleaning out my room today, and I found a I have an autographed um, book by Terry Funk because he wrote an autobiography, and he was a great wrestler, and he was in the movie Roadhouse, by the way, which is a big fucking deal, and. Um, Terry Funk was one of the kindest men I've ever met. You know, I've, I've been to a lot of conventions and I've met a lot of celebrities and Terry Funk was like, 
there, you know, there's some people that you can just kind of, when you get in their orbit and you walk around them, you just kind of feel at ease around them. Like I get anxiety around people. But when I was around Terry Funk, it just, it just felt right. It just felt right. I mean, it felt like I was meeting a legend. You know, I had him in my head, you know, like, oh my God, fucking Terry Funk. And, you know, I go in there and it's just like, he's just a guy. He's just a normal fucking guy. If you didn't think, if you didn't know he was a huge celebrity slash wrestler, you would think that he was just, just some normal guy. Just walking because that he was just so down to earth and just put you at ease. And I mean, it was just really, I love when I meet a celebrity and, and they're, and they're like real, they're real, you know, they're real people, you know, they're not putting up like a fake face or cause even I'm guilty, even me, I'm not even a celebrity, but I'm guilty of putting on a fake face when I'm meeting people. And, you know, I can't quite be myself around people because I get a little, get a little anxious around people. But Terry Funk just shows up and he is like, I mean, I is what I is. I is what I is. I'm Terry Funk. I'm going to get out here. I'm going to fight Sid Vicious. I'm going to fucking bleed all over you. And this is a funny story. This is how crazy we are in the South. Um, We're at this fucking match. He's fighting Sid Vicious, which is a fucking huge, gigantic Adonis of a man. And... He opens Terry Funk up, and uh, for the European audience, uh, I don't know if you know this, but when we say opens Terry up, he fucking has Terry popped like an RC cola, and blood's going everywhere. And we're sitting here, and we actually sop up Terry Funk's blood, which is dribbling all over the fucking floor, and we sop it up in a napkin. And I actually kept this fucking napkin with Terry Funk's blood on it, and I fucking hung it up on my wall. I'm like, I got Terry Funk's blood on my wall. And uh, when I was younger, I thought that was cool. And then one day I realized, that's kind of fucked up. (laughs) That's kind of fucked up that I got Terry Funk's blood on my wall. (laughs) Maybe I need to lay off of that. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, I, Terry Funk's a great guy. That's all. That's the only point I'm trying to get across is that Terry Funk is a great human being because I've met um, a lot of people at conventions over the years. And I'm going to try to go through the list here. Uh, I've met D. Snyder. He he was really another one that was just made you feel at ease and would just sit there and chill with you. I mean, it was fucking. You know, for me and Bert, you know, we were sitting there just like fucking chilling with Deesner. You know, like, what the fuck? You know, like, it was just amazing to us that he's so, like, cool and relaxed and, you know, spending time with us. Doesn't, you know, a lot of people that you meet, it, they you get the impression they have other places to be. They'd rather be somewhere else. Um, I forget the lady's name, but uh, the lady from the first Hellraiser, the main character, uh, she was kind of a bitch. <laughs> she was kind of a bitch when we seen her uh, at the horror convention. And I'm trying to think. Kane Hodder's a really fun one. Kane Hodder's a fun. Well, we met him once at a horror convention, and he uh, he's exactly how you'd picture him—just 
macho jock, you know, type of guy. Just fucking throwing. He didn't have a football, but I'm going to say he was throwing around a football. He didn't have a football. But anyway, he uh, choked me. He choked me for a little while. Uh, He's very good at that, apparently. If you play Jason Voorhees, you're very good at choking people. Well, anyway, uh, I'm trying to think of who else we've met. We met Tony Todd. Tony Todd seemed depressed. Uh, He played Candyman. Um, We met a lot of people from the Devil's Rejects movies. Most of them were assholes. Um, Okay, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. The guy that played the clown in the Devil's Rejects, he's kind of an asshole. And the big black dude from the movie, kind of an asshole. But I forget their names. But then the uh, the guy that was in the Texas Chainsaw, oh, what's his name? Well, let me look him up. Let me look him up here. Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley was really nice. Bill Mosley was really fucking nice. Let's look up the Devil's Rejects, and I'll tell you the names of the people that were assholes. Because they just seemed like they, they wanted to be anywhere but there. Um, and I'm like, you know, you shouldn't even show up if you're going to be that way. Okay, Sid Haig was an asshole. I think he's dead now. Met him. Bill Mosley was a fucking gentleman. Bill Mosley was a fucking gentleman. And I will forever remember him for that. Ken Forey, asshole. Uh, I don't know if we met Will Forsyth. Uh, let me Let me look up another guy. Because I forget his name, too. All right. So, The Hills Have Eyes. And... Okay. So, we met the guy from The Hills Have Eyes. His name is Michael Berryman. He is a sweetheart. The, The killer from The Hills Have Eyes is a fucking sweetheart. If you met this man, he's so tender. He's so, I wanted to embrace him. I wanted to take him home with me. I want him to be my husband. Uh, Michael Berryman. Just a gentleman. Loved every minute of being around him. He was fun. So if you ever get the chance, go up to his booth because he he's just such a sweetheart. That's all I'm going to say about him. He's a fucking sweetheart. Michael Berryman, when he's not killing people, he's a very sweet man. Um, so I did want to cover the uh, election. We've got a goddamn election. Oh, God. Uh, there's nothing worse. One thing, I don't know how y'all are, are over in Europe, because I'm, I'm going to start just... When I talk into this microphone, I'm going to just start assuming that people are listening overseas because that seems to be where most people are listening to me. I don't know why. I I have no fucking clue. They're probably over there snickering when I listen to this douchebag from Alabama. But I don't care. I need a hobby. This is my hobby. This is my new hobby. So we're going to go through the sample ballad. Uh, So... um. Here in Alabama, election season's always a fucking headache. You get to election season and it's just constant ads on TV 
about abortion, about gay marriage, about transgender people. For some reason, the citizens of Alabama really care about Portland and Seattle and really care that there's crime there. I I don't know why, but for some reason they do. So that's all you ever hear about on the TV. So let's pull up. Let's pull up uh, the sample ballot. Ballot. I think earlier I said ballad, <laughs> like a song ballad, but uh, I meant to say ballot. All right, so um, I printed this off, but I can barely goddamn read it because it printed off so small. Okay, so here's our choices on our sample ballot. You can vote straight party. You can vote for the Alabama Democratic Party. And I, I just want to, I'm going to go on a rant. I do not give a fuck. I used to be a straight line Democratic voter and I just, I just can't anymore. I just can't. They just, they're doing this thing. And I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, they, they love to do what I call band-aid politics where we're, we're not going to, we're not going to look at the root of a problem and fix it. We're going to just put a Band-Aid on it. Just something that will last a month, and then we'll be right back to where we were. And that's the problem I have with the Democratic Party. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe you can say that. False equivalency. Oh. And then they'll go, but, but the Republicans don't believe in elections. They don't believe in democracy. They're Nazis. They're fucking not. And I agree with them. I'm like, yeah, they're. They're pretty fucking bad. But I'm going to tell you something that gets those people elected, that gets the Republicans elected, the election deniers, the Nazis, all these fucking weird QAnon people. You know what gets them elected? Democrats. That's what gets these motherfuckers elected. Because you have the Democratic Party who is currently funding they go into these GOP primaries and they fund the most extremist candidate because they want to choose, they want the candidate that they think they have the best chance of winning against. So they'll go out and fund, in the primary, they'll go out and fund the craziest election deniers there are. And then you'll get to the general election and they'll be like, oh, look at him. He's a crazy whack job election denier. It's like, well, yeah, the Democratic Party fucking sent money. So he would be the fucking candidate. They boosted him. I mean, there's just so much fucking craziness going on right now in politics. And I just, and you have Biden who's just sitting around. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, it's just, it's just pathetic. We need a, a public option. We need some kind of universal health care. We need uh, public transportation all over the country. We need high-speed rail. We need a completely new infrastructure system. We need hydroelectric. We need geothermal. We need nuclear. We need all these, you know, carbon-free um uh, energy sources, but you don't see them doing that. You don't see them doing that. It's like, we're going to pass a bill with a bunch of incentives in it. 
Just see what happens. It's like, fuck you. They're just so pathetic. It's like, well, I can't pass nothing because Joe Manchin won't vote for it. Fucking call this guy out on his bullshit. You know, he's sitting up in fucking West Virginia, riding around on his yacht, fucking just living it up, taking all kinds of money. Fucking make the motherfucker vote for what you want him to vote for. Fucking pressure him. Be a little more like Trump. Say, look, you're going to suck my dick and you're going to like it. That's the way Biden should be, but he's not like that. The Democrat Party's not like They're like, well, we don't know what we can do. It's like you, you could be a little rougher with these guys. You could be a little rougher. You could get shit done. You just don't want to. You don't want to because guess what? You're taking corporate donations too, and you're wanting everything to be watered down. So fuck the Democratic Party, fuck the Republican Party, and fuck the Libertarian Party, because the Libertarian Party is just a bunch of Republicans who claim they're, oh no, we're not Republicans, we're just, you know, we believe in blah, 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 blah. But then when you when you actually start questioning them, like Ron Paul and all these other people, they're, they're just salivating at the chance to regulate abortion and regulate gay marriage and all this stuff, so... They're pieces of shit, too. They just try to act like they're hipper and everything else. So, let's see here. Oh, I digress. We'll move on to something else. So, for Lieutenant Governor... Oh, well, I guess we got to cover the fucking governor right? first, right? So, for Governor, our choices are... Yolanda Rochelle Flowers, and she is a fucking, she is a knuckle-dragging troglodyte. She is a piece of shit. I don't know how she became the Democratic nominee for governor of Alabama. She's like pro-life. She's for pretty much everything the Republicans are. Um, But somehow she became the nominee, so... We got this lady that I'm not going to vote for. I mean, I'd rather have Kay Ivey, to be honest with you, than this, than this stupid bitch. She, this bitch, Yolanda Rochelle Flowers, she doesn't even believe in separation of church and state. Man, I was like, at least Kay Ivey's status quo. At least I know when I got Kay Ivey in there, we're not going to get, you know, some weird QAnon weirdo Republican, you know. It's just a standard, you know, old-timey Republican uh, who I disagree with on a lot of things, but at least, you know, it's not, you know, she's not Roy Moore. That's all I can say about her. She's not Roy Moore. All right. So, and then there's some other James Jimmy Blake running for governor. I don't, I have no fucking clue who that is. I've been so too, I used to be a very political person. I used to stay connected to all this stuff. But for my own mental health, I had to stop. God damn it. I just had to stop. So, okay. Let's, uh, so for Lieutenant Governor, we have Will Answorth and Ruth Page Nelson. I know absolutely nothing about Ruth Page Nelson. And it looks like they didn't even put a Democratic candidate up against Will Answorth and Will Answorth is one of these people 
he's just so wishy-washy, you know, like he's on every side of every issue. Like, you know, he's always like calling out the governor for stuff when he's been on every side of that fucking issue. And it's like, dude, we, we, you know, we have an attention span. We really, you were for this and now you're against it and you're, you know, fuck this guy. He's, he's fucking, people are so dumb here. Y'all just don't know. Come live here. It's a headache every day. Okay, for United States Senate, we have Will Boyd. Uh, he is he lives over here in the Shoals, and uh, he is uh, a fake doctor. <laughs> he is a fake doctorate in something. I think it's like some kind of evangelical doctorate and fucking deaconism or whatever you fucking call it. He's a he's just one of these people who insists upon himself. You know, he went out and got one of these doctorates in ministry, and he's just always, everybody's like, oh, he's like, oh, another person I'm just not excited about. Fuck. And then you have John, this printed off so small, John Sophocles? I don't know. Fuck. He's a libertarian, probably a piece of shit. I don't, I don't know. Uh, then you have Katie Britt, who is a fan of the show. Uh, I have lots of stories of me and Katie Britt. And, uh, you know, Katie... Mm, I don't know if I can vote for her because of her backwards views, but I'm going to tell you something. She's like a family member. And me and her go way back. And I love her. I love Katie I love Katie Britt to death. We've been in a lot of thruples together. We've been in a lot of orgies. We've been in a lot of odd places. Um, and she used to be a lifeguard out in Haleville, Alabama. And she would, all, every day, she would go, and she would just randomly, like people wouldn't even be drowning People wouldn't even be drowning. She would just jump in, go under the water, and usually go down on lots of suspecting victims. Um, and she could hold her breath. Katie Britt, if you put a cock in that mouth, she can hold her breath for a long, long time. All right. And that's one good old story, good old-fashioned story about Katie Britt. So let's see here. Let's look and see what else is on this ballot. I don't, I don't know if I should move this microphone because it's going to fuck up the sound quality. Um, there's Rick Neighbors. I don't know nothing about him. There's Robert Adderholt. There's Johnny C. Co Excuse me? Okay, apparently the libertarian candidate is Johnny C. Cochran. That's not even a joke. There's a person named Johnny C. Cochran who's running for a congressman or representative here. Uh, Robert Adderholt's another piece of shit, uh, and he's from um, up here in North Alabama. And I remembered back during the Obama administration, he used to really just... I mean, just outright fucking lie. Every time he was talking about Obamacare, he would just fucking outright lie. Just a lying fucking piece of shit. Um, 
and he's, you know, he's going to win. I mean, it's just all there's to it because people are fucking idiots here. Um, there's just, there's no, oh, where'd it go? I think I fucked it up. Hold on. This uh, Yazoo City must be high in alcohol content because it's hitting me now. I can't find it on here, but anyway. All right, so who's the next cat? We're going to go through all of this. We're going to run long today. I don't know how long we've been recording, but... um, Okay, so for Attorney General, we have Wendell Major and Steve Marshall. So Steve Marshall is another piece of shit. And I... A lot of police departments like to reshare like his stuff. Like, we can share his stuff because he's the attorney general of Alabama. And it's like everything he posts on Facebook is like ultra political. And and I'm like, well, this doesn't give me any confidence in my local police department if they're posting these like Trump ads by Steve Marshall. They're like, oh, he's attorney general. We can share his shit on our page. And I'm like, it sounds like you're going to be arresting people for not voting Republican is the way it sounds to me. But this is what you got to know. Overseas listeners, we're, we're going down that road. We're on that road. We're on the road to something. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to call it fascism. It's going to be something different. Uh, it's definitely a decline in our society. Um, but I think it's going to be much dumber than fascism. And I know that's a very glaring statement that I just made. It's going to be much dumber than fascism. It's going to be something weirder and, very, you know, it's going to be it's going to be weird. It's going to be fucking weird. But we're heading down that road, so just prepare for it. Uh, if you're living in Europe, if you're living overseas, just go ahead and buy guns. Go ahead and get you a pantry full of canned goods. Stock up. Bad times are coming. All right. So we got for state representative Jamie Kill and somebody, the, the print's too small. It looks like shrimp. I don't know. Uh, I don't know nothing about these people. Because I've been tuning all this out. Secretary of State, I don't know any of these fucking cocksuckers. Treasurer, auditor, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about any of these people. Um, no, oh, our sheriff's on there. I don't want to reveal our sheriff. But uh, I actually, I actually don't. I kind of like our sheriff. Is that what... That, Am I the only man that's satisfied with my sheriff? He, he he doesn't seem like an asshole. He seems like a good guy. But I don't want to reveal who our sheriff is because I don't want you to know where I'm currently podcasting from. But um, he, seems, he seems like a good guy. He, seem, he seems like a decent guy. He treated my mom well. And that's how I... I had a mother who was um, a troubled person, and uh, he always seemed to treat her well. And and that is my gauge of a nice human being is, uh, oh, Lord, I know I'm drunk now because I'm talking about my mama. All right, so let's see here. 
Don't want to get into all that. I, I can't even read these constitutional amendments. There's a bunch of constitutional amendments. I think they're trying to fucking change the Constitution or something now in the state of Alabama. Um, oh, Lord, I didn't click off of the recorder, did I? No, I didn't. Let me pause this for a second, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to try to blow these up so I can read them. Okay, Victoria's back. <laughs> Had to crack open another beer because I guess I'm just going to get shit-faced tonight. Okay, so uh, I swear to God, I've been sitting in this room talking and I just realized that I have not even been recording. I've been talking into the microphone and not recording and I'm kind of glad I didn't because um, I went on a negative tirade <laughs> against uh, Senator Tom Watley. Uh, who I believe is an empty shell um, of a human being. Um, and I've met him, and uh, he uh, is an empty shell. Uh, I don't know how far I got into my rant. Well, anyway, there's a bunch of ballot initiatives. I don't trust anyone in Montgomery to rewrite our Constitution in a serious way. So there's that. So fuck all these people in Montgomery. They're, they're idiots. They don't know nothing. All they care about is riling people up and uh, staying in office as long as humanly possible. Anyway, hit us up on social media. We're on Podvine. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're going to get the Twitter and the Facebook unlocked. Um, and, yeah, email me at uh, biscuitsbuttered at... Um, Proton.me. Uh, this is Victoria Vonnenberg. I want to thank you for listening. And um, we have an ad. We, we are going to close with an ad, uh, another political ad. Aren't you lucky? Ha! I'm Roy Moore. And I just wanted to let you know that on Tuesday we're going to vote. And I want you to vote as enthusiastically as I go to the Gadsden Mall. And I love the Gadsden Mall. And back in 1993, I met a young lady there by the name of Katie Britt. And she was selling Girl Scout cookies. And she told me, she said, I'm going to sell these Girl Scout cookies. And I'm going to, I'm going to fucking send the money to Carl Rove. And I'm going to send the money to the GOP. Because I want us to get into more wars like Iraq and Afghanistan. And I was like, you're a good little girl. And she was just sitting there, sitting on my lap. And I kept shoveling quarters to her as much as I could. And I told that little girl, I'm like, I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to pray on it. And now she's all grown up and I'm not as interested in her, you know, now that she's grown up. But... She's a serious woman. She's a serious woman. And on Tuesday, I want you to vote for her because you need to vote for God, guns, and no age limit on sexual relations between a man and a child. <laughs>